0: No more doll blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's nation O N three zero for 30% off of your purchase. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate Thomas, Andy Humfeld, and Micah Winstead. What's up, boys? Are you guys giving me my host status back now? You've never not been a co-host, my friend.
1: Oh, okay, I figured I was gone long enough. You've been you, uh, MIA. I was for a long time. For a while. And I yeah. probably will be again come September, October.
2: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to have to like take turns on who's the piece of crap and just decides to hunt instead of, you know. Well, he's probably talking about farming. I was, I was talking about farming. Oh. Well, I'm going to be hunting, so, you know, screw the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Not so. laughs> just kidding. Uh, That's funny. We can at least do this at no. night. Yes, Can't we'll you do be. that at night? Like, you got lights. No. You got lights.
1: Yeah, but like a lot of times, like, they'll get too, like, the stalks get too moist. And moist. It doesn't moist, especially beans. Beans like suck because that when dew sets in, you can't really cut them very well. Okay, didn't know that. Yep, not a farmer. Didn't know that. Corn,
2: corn you can run at night. Some like it's not too terrible, but I mean that makes
0: sense, you know. So perfect segue into what our topic is tonight. It by kind the way. of is actually <laughs> yeah. talking about managing your time. Yeah, 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 wisely. Yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Hunting with busy lives and. Wives managing your time, you know, as, as hunters, we want to hunt as much as we can, but
1: I'd hunt every day. The, if I had the reality
0: option. of a lot of us, for a lot of people that are listening to our show, is that's not how it works, right? We don't get to hunt all day, every day during hunting season, we, mm. we don't even get <clears throat> to hunt when we want to hunt all the time, right? It's about your m- sacrifices, yeah, managing your time. Now, if any of our wives hear this show. They're probably going to be like, what? You don't you, do that. You hunt all the time. Yeah. Right. You do it as much as you want. But fact of the matter is, you know, you got all kinds of stuff. But So that's what our show is going to be about today. Um,
1: well, you know, I'm sure our listeners, a lot of them, they might be listening to this on their car, on the way to work, or the way from work. I mean, you fit stuff in when you can. Same with hunting. and
0: Get in how you fit in. Try. Not that they're saying or something.
1: I believe so. I believe you got that one right.
0: Awesome. Never heard that one in my life. <laughs> before we get in, b- before we get into this one, let's talk about two quick sponsors, and then we'll get into this uh, topic that I'm excited to talk about. Huntworth Gear. Check them out. Huntworthgear.com. Use the code MWW15 before checkout. You can save yourself 15%. Now's about the time to really start stocking up on stuff if you're going to buy new hunting gears. Especially early season stuff. Yep, you get got it, it in time to get it sorted out. Now's the time to do it. Check them out. Uh, they're uh, awesome partner of ours. Other awesome partner of ours, Alps Gear, um, based right here in Missouri. sells yep. all kinds of awesome hunting gear. Also the time to be looking at that stuff um, if you're getting a new hunting pack or, you know, stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all kinds of, whatever you know, the case may gear. be. Um, and uh, check them out on, at alpsgear.com. Uh, another awesome partner, Missouri-based company. Go out and support them.
1: And also, I think a hunting pack could segue... A little bit to what we're talking about. I mean, having the right pack. For me, I keep mine in my truck a lot of times. So I hunt after work. Mm-hmm. I have my pack ready to go. It's in the truck. Grab it. Go. I mean, I don't know. Makes yeah. sense to me.
0: Yeah. Part of it. Uh, I, I get it, dude. Um, really, one thing I'm just going to hope for this episode is another dad joke. I mean, oh, you're shit. you're the dad joke guy, putting you on the spot. It's been a yeah. minute, so just FYI. Okay, maybe start doing a little Google search or something like that. <laughs> no, no, he on. can't. That's that's how I'll he's that's why something. he's good at it. He doesn't do the Google searching. He okay, just it comes out on them. the fly. Yeah, he just remembers them. I'm not saying he makes them up, but he he remembers them from hearing them.
1: I just enjoy a good dad joke. So you're right. I do try to me-
0: remember the yeah, good he, ones. He slides them in there real good. All right, so let's just get in today's show. It's just us 3 Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're sitting here at 10 o'clock at night. After recording another show, we're going to have some fun and talk about a topic that we've discussed for a while having a show on. It's just we've had guests, and we haven't really had a chance to do this one. So, um, you know, today's show, we're really going to talk about managing your time. How How do us as hunters or outdoorsmen and women manage our time? That's what we're going to get into. So, you know, everybody has the thing they love the most. So whether that's deer hunting for I would say us three deer and elk hunting is our big thing Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, duck hunting for some of our listeners fishing hardcore fishing um maybe turkey hunting is is the biggest thing for some of our listeners spring and fall um everybody has that one thing that they love the most in the outdoors I would say I mean you might like to do lots of things but you pretty much have like okay if I could only do one of these things this is what I'd have to choose right so when that time comes, what how how do you handle those things? so everybody's got a different walk of life, right? Mm. I mean, some people are single and young smart hunt as much <laughs> as you can <laughs> you know and i, I do I, I as a as a married man with children and a full- time job outside of this, I do get a kick out a uh, chuckle at uh, like some of the young dudes that we talk to and they're like, yeah man I just I just want to hunt more. I'm like, yeah, just wait, buddy. Why don't you just go screw off? Yeah, just <laughs> you know? wait because uh, it gets it gets harder. Um, but even you know, young folks that are you know single that don't have kids, they've got commitments, right? Uh, maybe they started a new career. Yeah, you know, traveling. Um, there's people out here that are listening to us that are just now starting families, just having kids, starting new jobs, have jobs that make it harder to go out and hunt and then there's there's folks like uh the three of us in this room really that are married with uh children and, and full-time jo- all three of us have full-time jobs outside of this and we make it work podcast <laughs> and then we went and started a podcast yeah, and added it at, even more to our plates yeah but um you know how does someone go about managing what they love with what they you know need to do on the outside too not that we don't love our kids and our wives, but you know there's things are there. that you can't just hunt every damn day and just say, "Hey, babe, um, it's September 15th, So every night from now yeah. until January fifteenth, see you. Busy. Yeah, that's it just doesn't not work, how it works. Yeah, it just don't work
2: that way. You know, sometimes we wish it did, but and that's not the case all the time. Sure, I I love hunting just as much as the next guy, but I mean, I enjoy spending time with my family as well. And you gotta, you know. Take it when you can. And you think about, you know,
0: when you have children, there's different phases in their lives, too. Mm -hmm. You're in a different phase with your kids than I am. Right. Andy's in a different phase than both of us, too, because you just got the one child, and she's still young, where she hasn't really started getting too too busy. Micah, you know, has got a little spread of three youngins, Mm -hmm. and then I've got a spread of four of them, and they're starting to get a little older where they have stuff going on and, and I don't want to miss that stuff. Right. So when it's, when it's November 6th, my daughter's got a basketball game and it's perfect time for a hunt. Well, it's really hard to go. I can't, I'm not going to go hunting, but you just make those decisions and you, you go and watch the yeah. kid. But yeah. Um, I mean, so, it,
2: and they might not do that every time. Sometimes you might go hunt. No, but, I'm
0: not going to miss their stuff. No? Yeah, I, I would say 99.9% of the time I'm going to go to their stuff.
2: But yeah. uh, It depends on the situation. But you, you, Your kids are in sports a lot. My daughter, she's seven, so she's not really into the sports thing yet, but she does do dance and things like that. But, you know, for the most part, it doesn't interfere with my
0: hunting. Would I miss the dance recital? Yes. Yeah. If they played soccer, would I miss it? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking shit on soccer. I'm sorry, listeners. I am. I, I, I mean, hate, I'm not a huge fan either. I hate soccer. Me too. I can't stand yeah, it. Sure, sorry, it. Yeah, I'm not a huge, not huge
2: fan. i A lot of people love it. Yeah, just not my thing. Brindley did play soccer this last year, first year ever doing it. <laughs>
1: We're, we just lost a bunch of listeners. Probably. No, it's fine. Whereas, it, it, soccer is like the world sport, but I can't stand. <laughs> no, it's terrible.
2: Sport. It is terrible, but it is a lot of fun watching seven-year-olds run around a field just chasing that ball like crazy, and no one knows what they're
0: doing, and yeah. it, it's quite amusing to yeah. be honest. But so let's talk about like a a day-to-day situation, day-to-day setup when deer season for us three. We're going to talk about deer hunting because mm-hmm. that's our our what we love mm-hmm. and that's really the time of the year that we really start stressing putting stress on our our home life yeah um and we're three guys that our wives don't really hunt uh andy your wife and my wife don't no. hunt amy has been my on sister has hunted with you before but really since you guys started having kids she no. doesn't really either yeah she would like to but someone's
2: gotta stay home with the kids <laughs> <laughs> and she's not in a position. She's she doesn't want to hunt by herself. Hey Mike said it, it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't want to hunt by
0: herself. I mean, can we, she wants, can we go down that road she, right now? Because I am really excited to get. My well,
2: what I am trying to say is, she enjoys hunting because she enjoys time with me, and I enjoy time with her. She's not gonna go. She's not the one that's gonna go out by herself right. and do it herself. Because like she, I said she can't. <laughs> yeah. No, if she wanted to, that'd be fine. I'd love to see that happen. But it, that's just—that's not how she pitchers yeah. hunting.
0: So. Yeah. So let let's get into like okay when when hunting season starts, what do y'all do? As far so when we were younger, how how would you approach hunting season when it first started? Hunt every chance I got. Me too. Yeah. Right. Like it didn't matter if it was September fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth. You keep mm-hmm. going. I, I didn't, it didn't matter. I was, let's go, let's get out in the woods and go. Um, there is, there's a reason why I don't do that anymore. Several reasons. One, can't, right? And two, as you start hunting more and more, at least I have gotten to the point where I feel like, especially on a smaller property, like I hunt, one of my properties is a smaller property that I hunt. You're gonna burn the hell out of that place before you even get to mid-October. Right. Yeah, you gotta hunt smart, and that actually helps a guy like me who's got limited time available. Hunting a property that you you can yeah burn them out. It kind of helps. Yep. To have that where you're like, hey, right. oh, I gotta hunt smarter. I can see that. You know, uh, especially when you're kind of busy, you're like, well, I, honestly, like uh, the last few years. I would say from September 15th to October 15th, last year, did I hunt? I, I might have. You did. But it might not you have been. You told
1: yourself multiple times, I'm not even going to hunt until October 15th. Yeah, I, I,
0: remember,
2: I remember that conversation. Did I make it the week before?
0: But
1: every time the wind was in the correct direction and the barometric prior and the, the, there was a weather change.
0: I was out. You came out. So maybe like two or three times? It was probably – yeah, yeah. It was probably
1: less – it was definitely less than 10. I'd say maybe a handful. wasn't well, much. Yeah. I know that.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into that too because that's definitely what we do. But um, from a scheduling standpoint, what do you all do at the beginning of the season? I mean, do you all have like a conversation with your wives? Like, here's what, what I would like to do. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you go about it from a, a management of time standpoint? Well – I guess the way I do it, personally. I tell oh, Amy you. I'm going home. <laughs> no, no. I mean, she... she you, obviously, For you, it doesn't even really matter because your job is such that... Uh, I, yeah. So, so, hold on. Okay, in the fall, we fall back, right? So, you lose an hour. Right. When so, that happens for you, you pretty well can't hunt during the week
2: at all. Exactly. I can hunt early season you know from september to i don't know what time period in october i might be able to hunt october but i work from eight to five that's what we're scheduled to i'm sure sure there's some days i probably could take off early and go hunting or whatever but so i try to get it done early and then you know usually i got a break in between there and then i always take the i always hunt the uh rifle rifle season right the weekends and stuff but as far as my season goes it usually goes she under she gets me getting all amped up she'll see me out in the yard you know shooting the bow more once we get closer to the season and as far as me her allowing me to go or whatever you want to call it it's do we have anything going on tonight do you need my help with anything if not i'd really like to go hunting and that usually works please please, please, please. <laughs> yes please please and you ever get that i guess (laughs) yeah sure but i mean that's fine but she she, you gotta think she also has a lot on her plate it's not like she's not doing anything so i'm there to help but and then the weekends i usually try to hunt either a morning or an (laughs) evening you know which kind of stinks because early season the mornings aren't usually that good but you know some i've definitely had close encounters and definitely seen deer but whatever But so I try to hunt either one or the other, because we always get something usually with the kids or something's usually going on during the weekends. And that's a lot of cases for
0: a lot of families, I would right. assume, too. Yeah. So. And I, I would guess, Andy, you're the same way. You really don't get to hunt all day anymore. Like you might've used to when you were younger.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. When I was younger, it was morning, coming out of Stanford for a little bit and then head right back in once I'm, I'm done um, doing you know, a couple hours worth of stuff now like mike was talking about a little bit but i feel like one a little bit of what you talked about of not bringing out a place now i'm more focused on how to use my time the best i can and also not and hunt it correctly i'm after certain caliber of deer i guess i mean we all all of Mm. us are we're not out there to shoot you know anything um so we were watching the correct conditions. I feel like the conversation for me, like, uh, you know, she really isn't a spoken conversation. Like, we talk about it just because it's what I talk about. During the early part of the season, September probably through early October, I'm not going to go near as much. And it might not, it'll be, hey, like Micah said, nothing's going on tonight. You're going to be home. Cool if I run out there for a while and just set. Right. A lot of times, I have no intention of going out there and killing something. That's when I go out. And I use, what I call my observation stands, or um, you know, just just some places I've been curious about. Do a little scouting while yeah. I'm hunting, and uh, and kind of get an inventory of what I'm seeing on the hoof, what's moving. If I see one, then I'm like, hey, I seen one on hoof. He's moving. I got cameras that are picking this guy up in daylight hours. I might start having the conversations then of, Hey, and explain the situation to my wife. Um, Usually she's awesome for, you know, to work with me on it as far as our schedules. Right. And it's getting busier. You mentioned mine's three. So she's not in any events currently yet. Um, Right. I mean, I'm sure there's dance classes that can come and I know she'll be playing whatever, probably soccer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> if she does she does is what it is um so i mean it's one of those things that I'd, it might be for a couple hours i just slip out there and i got a couple stands for that if i can only go for an hour i got a stand that i don't have to walk all the way across the farm i'm right. fortunate in that aspect of i do have that i can slip in sit there for a while and watch my deer see what's going on now when you start talking in october well yeah, mid October fifteenth and later. Let's go. Time. Start
0: getting antsy. Like okay, yeah. Yeah. And they're moving. Yeah, and you know,
2: temperatures and, cooled off. Right, getting to see a lot more movement. Yeah, sure. And
1: and that's when it's. I may not hunt every day by any means, but it's going to be multiple times a week probably. Right. I'm going to for me, and we were talking about this. I think before we got on there, I use that jury app, and I am religious about. Barometric pressure, I believe, uh, barometric pressure over like thirty point five, in the in the you know over thirty, they're moving. In my opinion, and then I'm going to watch wind direction. Okay, the stand I want to hunt where I have seen this deer on camera, you know, is that the right wind that I could see him and get a decent shot on him? Right. If it is, I'm going to try to go. If it's not is it in my best interest to go blow up something Mm -hmm. someplace else, or is it my best interest to spend some time with my family? And, you know, here, priorities shift and change. I feel like more and more I'm starting to spend a little more time with my family and use and wait for those right days. Um, Now, the later in the season it goes, I push a little harder. And that week right before gun season, I will beg if I have to. To go sit in a deer stand. I yeah. mean, just that's my favorite time of year is that those two weeks right before rifle season in Missouri.
2: And I guess that's going to change a little bit for me too, because you guys have always in your properties all have always ran cameras, kind of knew what you had. Mm-hmm. The majority up until really this year, I've never really ran cameras except for up north, and and you're the, not going there, and I'm not. Every day I can't. Anyway. I can't go there every day anyway, so it doesn't matter um, if I wanted to take a weekend or something like that, go for a hunt or something. Sure. I could have done that, but it just, that's harder to do than just going down the street. But this year I'm actually, we're running, I'm running cameras. I got my set property, the properties that I have and that I can hunt. Mm -hmm. And so I can take an inventory. And so things are probably going to change in that aspect. I'm probably going to be doing a little bit more what you're doing instead of just going out when i can Mm -hmm. it's gonna be trying to play it smarter and
0: this is the deer i'm after or whatever the case might be yeah so Uh, i think like as we've gotten older um i think dan johnson talks about this on his show banking days Mm -hmm. first started like uh archery hunting like you were saying I, i was just out all the time and really the buck i killed in 2018 um, that buck we mm-hmm. I nicknamed Basket Case. That was a like one of them situations where I September fifteenth you're in the tree like a lot of people opening day they're just in the tree stand because it's opening day right I'm definitely done I that. think last year was my first year that I was like ah, I'm not going was, I'm just it's ninety seven no. freaking <laughs> degrees outside or whatever mm-hmm. but that year September fifteenth I bet I hunted between September fifteenth and September thirtieth. I bet I hunted nine to 10 days. And it was just, and then every time I would hunt, I would check those cameras and I didn't have those deer. And I finally got to the point where I thought, I said to myself, it's not even October yet. And my wife is already tired of me hunting. (laughs) And I'm looking at these photos going, what the hell am I doing here? I have that shift on this this property I'm hunting that a lot of times the, the bucks will, kind of disappear Mm -hmm. after they've gone hard horn for six weeks or so. And then they'll start showing back up around October, mid October, you know, that area. So I actually, that year made the decision, I'm going to get out of there and I'm going to wait until the weather gives me what I want Mm -hmm. instead of just coming here. And I remember with that deer, not to get into the whole story with the deer, But the weather shifted, we had a big drop in temperature, and the weather was coming out of the right direction, and I decided to go hunt that night and check the camera to see if the deer had started returning, and wouldn't you know it, the three bucks I was after that year all showed up in consecutive days in front of that that tree stand I was in. So, would have been smarter on my part to bank those days Mm -hmm. until... I was able to really kill the deer that I were at, I was after anyway. Right. So now with that property, I mean, most of the time, will I hunt early? Yeah, if I get the chance because I like to hunt. But a lot of times I'm staying out until my cameras tell me, hey, they're starting to show back up. And then I'll use, like you were talking about with barometric pre- pressure, Andy, mm-hmm. I'll use weather shifts. Right. Uh, which a lot of <clears> times has drops. barometric pressure yeah, in it. Usually, kind, yeah. But it I usually use like large temperature changes one way or the other by the way a lot of times you'll see where it or goes it heats up, up yeah. 20 degrees they're moving um but a lot of times i'll use like 20 degrees as my number and mm-hmm. so if, let's say it was 75 and then it dropped down to 45 oh yeah within 24 hours of that shift i'd love to be in the stand Yep. and so that's where i have that conversation with my wife hey do we have anything going on tonight Uh, Well, you know, Caden has basketball practice or whatever. Any chance you could take them? I'd love to go hunting. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, most of the time she's great about it. And you know, unless there's two places we got to go, and there's plenty of times where hey, I got to swallow it and just say, I got to help with the family tonight. And there's there's times you just can't hunt, and that's part of prioritizing your time. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you keep saying no, no, no i'm going hunting right. all of a sudden hunting is not going to be real fun right because you're kind of screwing over the the ones you love yeah oh yeah uh you know what i'm saying well, so yeah doesn't well, make your home life <laughs> right like no, you see yeah, yeah you're going to make it worth it okay great
1: you just went hunting but now you're gonna be miserable the next two weeks while you guys hash out why you know your spouse is upset or whatever it is and i have a little different situation too is From that, except really about the time of opening season, I have, I'll call it an advantage slash disadvantage. We start corn harvest. So I got to go make the money that pays for me to go play. And after I get off my normal job, I go sit in a grain cart or a truck and and help on the farm. And that helps because it keeps my mind off of going and sitting in a stand. Yeah. Because there is one year I did kill a deer in September. I will never do it again. It was miserable because I could like, not hunt the rest of gun it. season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could go kill a doe, I mean, which is fine. And I do some doe management here and there. But as far as what like, you were after, as far as like buck hunting, like going after a, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, because part of my enjoyment is sitting out there and watching deer even if i don't kill something but i was like yeah i could go watch them but something big walks by and me shooting you know kicking myself right yeah. but uh so and then after the, after harvest gets done so there's a sweet spot in between corn and bean harvest i can almost start slipping in some time to to get uh get out there but the bad part is okay every night then you spend out in the field well you're not home with your family well, then, when you get finally get done with harvest and you're ready to hunt, they want you home with them. Well, you haven't been home for the last month.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you've been harvest. You've been you harvest. Gotta, you've been. Yeah, you gotta look
1: at it from their perspective. I mm-hmm. mean,
0: do you know, it's it's hard when like you think about it. It's hard to not go hunting, but if you really sit back and think about it, in Missouri you got from September 15th to January 15th. That's It's four months. Right. We, we feel like, like I know as soon as September 15th hits every year, I'm just like, you know, just mm waiting. Even though I know I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I say I'm not
1: particularly taking elk hunting trip. The last 10
0: days before that. Yeah. Forget. Yeah. Reminding the listener of that, that our, our families have already experienced us being gone for 10 days without any contact. Most of the time, uh, no phone calls, nothing, because we don't have service where we go. Mm-hmm. Then, as soon as we get back, guess what starts? Yep. So, you know, for me, I, I try to start now. I'm trying to bank those days, and then a lot of times I'll save a lot of my PTO for yeah. that week before rifle season. Absolutely. Uh, Favorite time to the archer. I also like to hunt a lot the week of Halloween. Yeah. Um, and so I'll try to, like, take two or three days off that week, and then two or three days off the week before rifle season. And what's awesome is my wife, you know, when I, I do that on purpose and she's like, yeah, oh, that's fine. You can do that. Um, and I kind of get those days open, like free. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's still going to be stuff going on with the family and I don't, might not get to hunt that morning, but okay. I might get to be out two hours earlier than I would have been earlier normally right? Uh, in the evening or something like that. So for me, I've gotten a little bit better of banking days so like to the listener I would say if you're in a similar situation not situation if you're in a similar lifestyle where you've got young kids a busy life a busy job uh, I know it's what's the word real tempting to get out there as soon as possible but honestly you're gonna put the cards in your favor if you really focus on hunting you know like the last week to two of october into november well, um, well and that's uh, that's that's land specific or you
2: know hunter specific whatever you want to call it if you got a deer coming in early
0: maybe you should well uh, yeah uh, i mean i'm sure it, i mean you've got trail cams that are showing them up on a food plot every night from september right. 15th to october 1st don't listen to what the hell i just said uh, right kind of but,
1: segue a little bit of our one of our partners here this back system, the cutty link, is where I think also for a busy lifestyle, I hate substituting technology for actual you know nature and observation. But when you have limited amount of time, knowing the travel patterns, like Mike is saying, if you have a deer that's traveling early, it might be worth your time to take a right take a weekend in you know yeah. o- early October. Knowing your wind directions and your stand setups that the work you do now you might take a weekend now to go work on those things because when it is time you don't have to take a weekend to go do it later you know it's spreading out spreading out the work throughout the entire year but then also being efficient of knowing travel patterns time of the travel patterns <laughs> you know and then wind directions and barometric pressures but that cutting link system you don't have to go check your cards all the time. Right. You get that the cell system to where you're able to put multiple cameras back to you. You can sit there and do your scouting from the phone and for me it kind of fills that uh what do you want to call it? The that itch. That itch to to get my my fix of that that hunting is where I can look at pictures and find like oh all right, you know, I got this guy on camera. When that wind and weather's right, I'm going after him. You know, at the, for me, and otherwise, I'm just like, man, I wonder what's out there. Right. I need to go set. I need to go just set. And I push myself to go use extra days that I don't need to because right. I have a good scouting tool, such
0: as that Cuddy Link system. And you can use that intel to not that we don't want to hunt, but let's say you could kill this buck. Yep. And it would take you 10 days hunting to kill this buck normally. Right. Or it'll take you two doing it cerebri- cerebrally, right. did I say that word, uh, you know, in a smart way because you use some information given to you. Whether it's and you're like one right, I know sorry. that he's not going to come with a south wind. He's only going to be coming right. out of a north wind. So eight of those ten days you hunted with a, a south wind. Where I have you're the camera. You're not going to kill He's him on, on camera days. on
1: the south side of the property. Right. So I need to focus my time over here. And you know, oh. use my two days I can hunt this week and sit in that stand as opposed to sitting on the north
0: stand and not seeing anything. Yeah. And for me, going back to the cuddy Link system, I will say this. So this is the first year I've ever had a cell cam in my life. I've had trail cameras before, but they've always been, you know, the eighty, the fifty to eighty dollar. Mm-hmm. Pull your own cards. Stealth cam. Yeah. I go pull my cards, and one thing I noticed already with those is when I go pull cards. I mean, hell, I'll have sometimes like 3,000 pictures to go through and I'll just sit there and I'll, I'll run through them as fast as possible. Oh, there's antlers. Okay. Just move and I'll save photos. But what you really don't get is a nice painted picture. Cause you're just going through all these mm-hmm. pictures already with my Cuddy link system, which is a cell cam. I guess you, one of them is a cell cam. Um, I have it send me photos like every eight hours. And every time i look I scroll through the photos and i 'm already starting to put together a pattern pattern in my head mm-hmm. I probably should write it down, but a pattern in my head of all right I see this doe with her fawn every morning at this camera she's in this camera before that she 's bedded right there right um, I see these bucks coming from this direction to go to the mineral site over here um, they're bedded over there yep and i'm already starting to put together that um that pattern because I'm getting l- photos sent to me in just you know ten at a time or however many it is, uh, I really like that. Not yeah. that I don't want to make the show about the cutting link system and uh. No, it's but it's a like, good tool to help you use right. your
1: time more efficiently, more effectively, to where you can keep your home life and keep everybody happy there, yourself included, your wife, your kids. Spend that time you need to be spending at home, but then also. Make the days count whenever you do make those, you know, I don't want to say sacrifice, but you are sacrificing that family time for your hobby of hunting.
0: Yeah. Worst damn thing in the world is to go hunting and not even see a deer those nights. Don't you really feel like when, you, when you're in yeah. our situations now as, as fathers and husbands and, you know, professionals, we got jobs, you know, that sort of right. stuff that you're like, All right, I feel like tonight's a good night. I'm going hunting. You go and you don't see a single deer and you're like, shit, <laughs> what <laughs> I screwed that one up. It, you know? I
1: mean, there are the days you just go just to go because you need the stress relief. But yes, you're right. If you're trying to effectively and you know efficiently use your time and you go and don't see anything, you were wrong. So you need to look at, okay, these were the conditions on that day. Why didn't I see something? Mm-hmm. And yeah. use
0: that. I mean, just learn from it. So here's a question. Have either of you ever made a decision to go hunt? Got to your stand, it is not what you thought it was and left. Oh yeah. Would no. you, would you have done that? You said no no, Micah. Yeah, I can't. And you it said way. yes. Mm-hmm. I say yes, i I've done that too. Would you have done that fifteen years ago? No. <laughs> Micah still isn't. Yeah. I'll get to why I'm asking this question.
1: Because the day well the the days I do, but Usually what for me to happens is, okay, on Monday I looked and Wednesday had the conditions, barometric pressure, uh, wind direction I was looking at. Well, what changed is all of a sudden they start calling for rain and there was a slight chance of rain or something in that and there's snow, whatever it might be. <clears throat> and I've already worked it out to where that day was the day I was going to hunt. Right. I can't hunt Thursday. I can't hunt Friday for whatever various reasons. I need to go Wednesday because that's the day
2: that you've I've that, allotted, that that time. allotted yeah. the time.
1: And so sometimes it just doesn't work out. I've got out there, and it's misting rain, and I haven't seen a deer move yet. And I start getting frustrated, I'm not enjoying myself. And at that point, for me, it's not worth it. Yeah.
0: So when – I mean, mine's similar, but mine usually almost always has to do with my wind. Yeah. Right. So I've gotten – One of my places I hunt, one of the stands is kind of up on a creek bank Mm -hmm. um, where I'm on the opposite side of a decent uh, increase or rise in elevation. Um, And sometimes the wind is a little squirrely in there, obviously. And there's been times where I'm like, all right, weather's perfect. Wind looks good. It's coming out of the southwest or whatever. And 10, 15 mile an hour, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. And I'll get there, I'll get up in the tree stand, and I'll start checking my wind, and it is going the exact opposite direction I need it. Mm -hmm. There's two things that make me, and and I have gotten down before. If the wind keeps doing this tonight, all I'm doing is blowing everything out that I want to kill. Right. And I'm not going to see nothing, most likely. I might, but it's any of the deer that I'm after won't come near this area because Mm -hmm. of what I'm doing right now. And... If I had something I was supposed to be doing that night, and I wasn't doing it because of yeah. hunting, that's a perfect opportunity for me to be like, "I'm done. Get down, babe. I can help you out now." I decided to come home. Right. Um, two you might things earn that does. Brownie points I was going to say, it. It earns your brownie points, my man. <laughs> and oh, you're not screwing up. I'll give the kids a bath tonight. Don't we you take worry care of that about. for you? <laughs> you know, uh, and, and you're not messing up your property because a lot of people, you know, you get the chance to hunt, you get there and it's not exactly what you wanted. How many how many times have you sat, just stayed? Yeah, just because you're already there, right. right. And Did it you... sucks to do, but I have and I think I've even called you one of you on it before, maybe Russ and and was like, D- "Would you get down right now? This is not what I thought." I mean, I, right. You think I should wait and let it switch or whatever and I've literally have have had times where I've been up in my tree stand less than 10 minutes and decided to leave. Yeah, um, I mean,
2: I can't usually i try to plan enough ahead whether you know cuz i can't think of a situation where usually the wind that they're calling for is all most of the time been correct for whatever my situation might have been and so i can't think of a time that i actually like got down because of outside conditions so yeah I, I mean i can see that
1: now for i guess other than rain or me being severely cold the only other time i mean I've gotten out of a stand and moved stands to a different location. Mm, I've have, done that. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough. I have a property big enough that okay, this is something, they're not traveling. Like I started noticing they weren't traveling <laughs> in the uh, in the fields in the morning. They stayed in the timber. So I got out of the field stand. I said like, I'm gonna go try that theory and go sit in the timber. And it, actually, that that time it worked for sure. Um, started seeing more deer, but I've gotten if the wrong wind or whatever it might be made some adjustments while i in the stand, but very rarely unless I'm cold or raining, do I just say F it? I'm going home.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have made, I've switched farms before. Yeah. And I'll tell, I'll tell you a funny story right quick. Uh, your dad was involved in this one. Oh, so boy. I go hunt a, a farm that I still hunt and I show up there and your dad is there uh, combining.
1: Oh yeah. And, uh,
0: so I, I say i say hi to your dad real quick and, and this is years ago i think it was during rifle season if i remember correctly and your dad says hi and i'm like he says where are you going i'm like yeah i think i'm gonna go down here he goes i saw a big buck down there in this field anyway i'm like okay cool so he goes you gotta go sit at that big tree this farm has a tree and he's like you gotta go sit there and i said okay I get Which, down there,
1: mind you. My dad has this like weird knack for being <coughs> just doing stuff. Like, hey, you should go sit over there, five hundred yards, and he'll walk by. Yeah. Sure as hell, it works.
0: So I, I go in that. I didn't go sit at that tree, but I went and sat somewhere else. And the wind was just garbage. It was not what I needed. And I'm there about fifteen minutes, and I'm also sitting there going, "Your dad's combine ain't no deer gonna come right here right now. The wind's bad," and I go. I'm leaving. I'm gonna go to a different farm. Screw it. I'm and out. I Take off. Go to the the other farm. Don't see anything that whole night. Go driving home that night. Your dad calls me. Hey, where did you go? I'm like, oh, I went to this other place. That's cool. Hey, guess what? <laughs> What's up? That deer was sitting there right where you. I told you to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. Okay. Well.
2: Sometimes it doesn't work. Put a little memory bank. Listen to Roger.
1: (laughs) And with him in the field like that, a lot of times, I mean, they somewhat will throw caution. You know, wind might be out because there's this big old combine running on that side of the field. Well, pushes them. You know, I don't know. I've
0: learned since that that day was really one of the biggest lessons. Combining or tractors running, combines running actually might help you sometimes. Yeah. I recall another time, you probably remember the story where I called you asking, should I shoot this deer because I was with my son? I was in the combine in the field right next to the timber that you were in. Dude, there was so much activity in that timber next to where you guys were Mm -hmm. working. I think because of that. And, I mean, I had deer all over the place that night. I think it does a couple things. One, obviously, it kind of pushes
1: them away from the machinery that's running. Two, they get used to noise. And so they're not as skittish on, you moved up in your stand and broke a twig or something. Um, Noise for them, I mean, it's, it's louder. Right. It can also make you a lazier hunter, in my opinion, to where you rely on that. I hunt some properties that are pretty close to major highways. I hate it because I can always hear that traffic. But it's also an advantage I have. Because there is that lull of noise that's always there for the animals I'm hunting,
2: and also I would think that would have something to do with they might have just been staging up really close because they know as soon as that mm-hmm. tractor quits running, they're going to go they out in that field, maybe. Right. I mean yeah. that's that's easy. And they pickings. do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I know, but it's just animals. kind of funny
0: story. I, don't, I mean, I know we're talking about time management, but uh, that was one of the nights where I was kind of managing my time. I was trying to be wise with my time and not just waste yeah. the hunt. And I thought I was wasting the hunt by being there and I was dead ass wrong. Mm-hmm. But hey, I've been dead ass wrong Ended before. up being a good
1: night. Yeah.
0: No, not for me. Oh, yeah, you didn't. It would have been a good night. Yeah. If you would have you, you you listened. You've seen deer with your son. Oh, you're talking about it different. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was talking about the, time, the story I told about Roger. Yeah. yeah, that night was one of the coolest damn nights I've ever had. You want to talk about time management. There's another thing that I add to it, which I know you've – Andy have hunted with your nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. before I'm getting to the point where, and Mike, you're starting to do this with Brinley for sure. I've been taking her for the last three years. Yeah. Um, I want to take my boys. Yeah. I'd love to take my daughter. She has no desire to go hunting. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I want to take my boys. And when you add the fact that I want to try to hunt, plus I want to try to get them to hunt, man, you want to talk about making it hard. Right. Um, people can judge me on this all they want, but I've gotten to the point now where, some morning, if I know it's a good night to hunt and I think I can go, I'll go pull the, one of my sons out of school a little early and take him.
1: Oh, every time. You know,
0: about an hour, hour and a half early so we can get out there. And and uh, I don't think missing an hour of school is going to ruin his life. You're and, educating
1: uh, him on other things.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, that, that story that I had with Chase, I'll never forget. That was one of the few times I took video.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I got this deer on video coming in. I got all the audio of me calling you, and you going, "I don't know, shoot him if you want to." And I think I even called Russell that same night. And you got Chase in the background going, "Shoot him, Daddy! Shoot him, Daddy!" I remember that you called me. Oh on man, that too. it was it was a cool one of the coolest nights I've ever had. I ended up <laughs> deciding not to the shoot. Funniest the funniest
1: thing: the deer's standing in front of him, and he's on the phone. <laughs> on the boat. I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, do I shoot him? Is he still there? Like, yeah, he's standing right here." <laughs>
0: Got to be like, the dumbest buck I think I've ever encountered.
1: Hell, I don't know. Like, that was a that's your call, That was man. a buck
0: I nicknamed Johnny Cage, and I've never seen that deer since. But Mm-mm. he came Problem in because he heard you. Well, he was a young he was a young. I think he was only like three and a half at the most. Don't shoot me. Yeah. Uh, I I show Chase what rattle is, and I rattle, and he comes in. I mean, ten yards broadside for what felt like twenty minutes. Just could have taken an, eaten an arrow twenty times, and. Uh, that's a deer that I decided I'd pass on at the beginning of mm-hmm. the year. So I'm I'm like, man, I don't know if I should shoot him. That's when I called all you guys. And he works off, and then he turns around, comes right back the second time, 10 yards. Finally works off again, and Chase was last. I said, what do you think about that, dude? You, saw, you just saw your first buck ever. And he's like, that was cool. I said, you want to see him again? Yeah, yeah, I want to see him again. I rattle again, and that damn deer... Does an about face and comes right back to ten yards, <laughs> just asking time, to eat it. Nate felt
1: like a badass. Yep, yeah, one time. <laughs> and uh, Chase thought he knew what was he doing what he was like, doing. <laughs> <laughs> he thought you were so cool. <laughs> Man, my dad's good at hunting. <laughs> yeah. Until
0: I took him bobcat hunting and missed one point blank. But, yeah, but and he spotted it. He spotted, it. Spot for, he you. spotted he for you it first. Yeah, the kid is a, a really good eye. I'll tell you that. But you know. Sometimes I regret not shooting that deer, too, just because I never saw him again. Just to have that experience with your son, And I don't think too. I killed a deer that year. But you're, he was a deer where I made the decision was at the, the right beginning choice. not to kill him. And I bet he wasn't 120 inches yeah. at the max. He was a right. young deer. Cool-looking deer, just – but I'll tell you, uh, when you add the children in, you want, time management really becomes a thing, too, because then you're not only – yes. Worrying about your your time well okay what if they've got a practice tonight what if you know we've got this family thing going on tonight all those different things that you got to think about um,
1: and it just changes complete topics from what we were talking about but yeah taking that kid hunting now you are to me it's no longer taking up personal time but now it is family time yeah. it is i mean it changes the whole aspect or category of how you're spending your time when I, when you take that kid hunting, you're spending quality time, um, you're not saying anything necessarily, but teaching that kid something or experiencing something with them, whether, I mean, it's just, it changes the whole aspect of it, in my opinion.
2: And your wife is much more apt to say yes when you're taking a kid. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> no. I, would I, I mean, I can't think of a situation where I would be like, hey, I'm going to take Brinley hunt at night unless there was just some obligation to where you know i had we to watch could. all of them or whatever right. yeah, and she'd be like yeah absolutely
0: go for it you know yeah yeah no and this isn't really like on the time management topic but yeah it, it's on well it's on when you want family management so i'm at the point now with my son caden i'm ready to teach him how to kill a deer before now i've just been taking my sons mm-hmm. right and they're my kids they're my sons so i'm gonna decide how i'm gonna bring them up hunting so anybody listening to us, I realize, like, my oldest son, Caden, is now 10. And I, there's a lot of kids out there that have killed deer already at 5, 6 years old. In my personal opinion, I'm taking my son, and at 10 years old, I think he's ready to, to actually try to harvest his own deer. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. He's my kid. I'm going to raise him how I want to. Yep. Um, Every kid's different. Yeah. And you want to talk about new things to think about. Dude, I, I've already kicked my own ass with. So I won a crossbow at a White Tails Unlimited banquet banquet a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of this thing. So I sold it. I'm kicking my own ass for selling that because he's not to the point where he can pull a bow back the right. correct poundage to be able to kill a deer. But you know what? He could have shot.
2: Could have shot, a, shot a crossbow. Yeah.
0: And so I bought him a 243 for mm-hmm. Christmas. And then after I bought him that, I'm kicking myself for it because I'm like, why didn't I buy a crossbow? Because now he can only hunt during youth season and during rifle season with me with the the rifle. Mm-hmm. If I'd have went and bought the bow, he could have hunted during bow season with me. Right. Um. You know, with m- me with him, and uh, you you start thinking about all these things for your kids, and it it does make it more. Uh, honestly, it's more fun. But
2: um, no, I mean I love taking Bridly out there. I get it. I'm gonna take her. I'm planning on taking her youth hunting rifle this year. Yeah. You know, same situation. She's not, she's seven. She can't pull back a bow. I'm <laughs> yeah. not
0: I'm not buying a crossbow yet, you know, but I will take her with the rifle. I am a little worried about the rifle because uh, I bought a 243 for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took him turkey hunting this year. I think people have listened to the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to solve this. This Tom came right up to us, you know, type of deal. And uh, before I took him turkey hunting, I took him out and sighted the gun in and made sure he knew how to shoot it and he used daddy's 12 gauge uh, a little big for him but (laughs) he did a good job and i I saw you know the way that thing kicked and now i'm like oh shit i'm not so sure this 243 is the best idea (laughs) because he's Uh, not a big kid you know right Uh, 243 i
1: think you're gonna be fine like that's what i grew up shooting as well i think it's a good caliber for youth for a lot of women hunters and it's it's pretty versatile i think yeah I'm a
0: fan. I use one from time to time still. I'm excited. I mean, I'm going to use it too, or coyote hunting, I think, too. Yeah. I might just sight it in with, with deer rounds. and. You would fit a youth model. I, <laughs> I would okay, be okay with it. They're cheaper, Is it, right? Is it a youth model? No, I just you, bought a. You uh, got a full size. Yeah, I got a full size. It's a Savage. It's the I think it's a Savage Axis. It's yeah. the, cheap, right. the cheaper ones. But, dude, I keep hearing everybody say they love them. Yep. So. Yeah, I hear great things about them. Yeah.
2: See, uh, Brendly, she's going to be uh shooting a 223 i mean she'll be shooting my yeah
0: i went in there i went in there to buy it and uh it was like the tuesday before black friday and the guy's like yeah here it is and he's like you know it's gonna be 60 dollars cheaper on black friday i'm like yeah i don't give a shit dude uh, <laughs> you could not pay me to come show up here i will on black pay friday. you 60 extra dollars <laughs> I will pay you 100 not, extra dollars yeah. <laughs> this is
1: for me not having to come to black friday yeah yeah
0: he's like okay just wanted to make sure you do i'm like oh no, i know yeah yeah i I could care less yeah <laughs> you yeah. could try to pay me three hundred dollars to show up here on <laughs> Black Friday, and I'd still just go ahead and pay this now right uh but yeah, um all right, so to try to tie a bow on this. I mean, we kind of went all over the place today, but what would your biggest piece of advice be for someone that is struggling with managing their time and hunting? What would your biggest piece of advice be? Micah, you first. No deer's worth a divorce. Boom. <laughs> nice. I mean. I, 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 I mean, do see a lot of those, like, uh, are they memes or whatever or or posts on, like, Facebook and Instagram yeah. where it's something like, you know, my wife doesn't like seeing me hunting and then, like, the next part of the meme So is, I got rid of my wife. So I got rid of my wife or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, no.
1: so what does it, what it, I, I I agree with you. But at the same time, would it matter if you were hunting prior to getting married?
0: Well, Versus okay, if it's a me, new hobby, you Mike just had a the, perfect point to that. Um, yeah. yeah
2: I've, I've been hunting ever since she's known me. Right. And she knows that it's a huge passion of mine. Yeah. So she. So I will say she. So I go hunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. She knows I'm going to do that, and you know we've. It's, it's just a part of our relationship. If she was a person that all of a sudden just said I couldn't go hunting, right. that would be an issue that we would have to talk about. And but we just, have to address that. yeah, we not, would have to address yeah. that, and you know it just wouldn't be. It, but that's not a. That's not a I argument. Not what you case. mean by that is
0: no. Hunting is worth, or what'd you say? No, no buck is worth. No a worth a divorce. No deer is worth, worth a divorce. No deer is worth a divorce. I think more what you mean is like... Use your time wisely. Right. You yeah. Know? Don't don't put so much stress as you, the yeah. hunter, on your on your, your family right. that you're causing problems. Yeah.
2: And yeah. don't get me wrong. There has been times where my wife has been extremely mad at me. For me hunting more than I'd, you know. We pick and
1: choose our battles. Right.
2: But we <laughs> we do. We pick and choose them and stuff like that. But, yeah, just just know that there will still be more deer, you know. But It's true. Know, there's always going to be deer out there. Yep. So just make sure you keep
0: your wife happy. Happy wife is a happy life, they say. Yeah. And a lot of people, like we said in the beginning of the show, their wives hunt as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We,
0: we don't really have that anymore in our group here. Um, but yeah, then you got to add that if your wife is a major hunter, a hardcore hunter,
1: you had to balance both of you being able to go.
0: Yeah, you both need to be. Able I don't to know go if I could handle with that.
1: kids. You <laughs>
2: know, <laughs> I don't know what I would do if no, I'm going out tonight. You
0: got to watch the kids. <laughs> no, okay. like,
1: the wind's right for my stand, not
0: your stand. Who's yeah. the better hunter at that point? That's who gets to go, man. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> could almost always guarantee it. The the wife's going to be the better shot. I, it's almost that's you know, it true. seems like yeah, that to me every man. time. Man. I remember I would let Becca shoot my bow like. One time at the Bass Pro Art. Uh, when Didn't did I buy her a bow? Yeah, a you bought my ago. old bow. That's right. And we went and got a side. Or Amy's for old bow. Yeah, you bought Amy's old it, bow. It took her like two seconds since she was hammering. And I'm like, okay, I know. You're, it's ridiculous. you're a better shot than me. It yeah. has something to do with her balance, I hear. Something. I don't yeah. know. But, all right, Andy, what would you say your biggest piece of advice for somebody struggling to manage their time?
1: Just work smarter, not harder. I mean, spend your time. You guys are generic ass. But you but spend the time controlling the things that you can control. As far as you know, don't put so much pressure on yourself of I have to be out there now. Is it the right time for you to be out there and, and hit the the opportunities that present themselves appropriately for your hunting scenarios? To where going out there, like you said, going out there on a day you see no deer versus going out there on a perfect day in late October. To where you see 20. Right. I mean, give up some of that stuff to make it viable for both you and your life. Uh, Whether it's work, use your time off wisely. Um, Whether it's family, use your time away from your family wisely. Um, Go to every event you can in early season. And you're talking about banking time. I think banking time, I guess, would be the, the biggest piece. Using that banking time. And then... I guess from Micah's point is I would have a major issue if all of a sudden, you know, my wife started saying, you're not hunting. Is it? Nope. That, to me, that there has to be a level of understanding. And you have to also understand you can't just drop a new hobby on somebody and right. change right. your entire life. If it's always been something you've done, I think there's uh, some compromises that has to happen. For me, I don't hunt as often as I used to. Neither. I mean, I'm sure you guys don't either. Same but I still get to hunt my fair share. Yeah. Same.
0: Yeah. My bit of advice would be this, and it's going to be a little opposite as far as that goes, but here's what I've noticed the last three years as my kids have gotten into more things as they've gotten a little older, I'm going to be able to hunt hopefully until I'm a hundred years old. My children, my, my daughter and my son, and my other son, now that he's starting stuff, they're only going to play their sports for the next 10 years tops. True. So, if, if I were talking to that person that is in a busy life and they got to decide between hunting and going to stuff, go to your kid's stuff. Yeah. Hunting's going to be there later. Those deer on we're our talking, walls. Wait, we're talking about practice? <laughs> those, t- those deer on our walls are really cool, man. But you're ne- you, you're not you, know, you, you miss a game and they hit the game winning shot. Or they do something that they've been working on real hard, and you missed it because you know you wanted to go hunting. I get it, but sit it turned back. into
1: selfishness at that point.
0: Well, and we all do it. We're, we run a podcast. We want to kill deer. Right. We want people to think we're good. Oh, I get. I, I don't really give a shit if you think I'm a good hunter, but right. I, I guess I would like for you to think so. Right. right. But at the same time, that's really not is is what is important. you know your kid your kids and your family is most important and so i would say yeah try to go hunting but don't miss things in their lives because it's the perfect day yep it's gonna be hard (laughs) it's gonna be really hard but i remember when i killed uh you remember my second my rifle buck in 2018 um cyrax i came hunting in the morning my daughter had a doubleheader basketball game at 11 o'clock that day. I left hunting, drove an hour and 15 minutes to go watch her play, watched both of her games, went home, ate, grabbed a quick bite and came back hunting again. And she's not going to remember me not being there, but no. she would remember me being there. Or did I say that backwards? I th- she would have remembered you not, not being there. Not being there. There you go. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and I, I killed a damn deer that day, too. Yeah. So, you know, while I thought, oh, man, I'm going to miss it, you know, if I did, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're never going to know you didn't see that deer. Right. But, you know, you're going to miss those things, and I would say don't miss them. Now, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sentimental dad, I guess, and I do, I do really enjoy going to my kids' things. Mm-hmm. And I even like going to their practices, sit there and watch those. But. And
1: I think one thing we haven't said, though, at the same time, utilize the days that you do have if there is a day that i mean there isn't anything absolutely going on
0: take a nap <laughs> is that what you're saying no fuck go hunting
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean go find i mean that those go are hunt some public <laughs> you go enjoy it like go i don't know uh, dude we've done that if you're like, not, it's not a good day for our place
0: right like, okay, this is garbage for my place. Hey, you want to go hunt some public today? Yeah. And we'll go check out a piece of public that we've been, you know, looking at for the last few years or something.
1: Right. Oh uh, Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't waste a day at the same time uh, of, I want to say free time. Um, if you got balanced stuff, use that day and you can make it up a different day. You never know when things can happen. Nope. As long as it's not some shit day, I guess, of rain and
2: stuff, but Man, you really don't like the rain. You have mentioned rain, rain, dude, (laughs) like (laughs) Like, three
1: or four times. Bow hunting in the rain is my like least favorite thing. Really? I hate bow hunting in the rain. I love it.
0: I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have the right rain gear, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I did go hunting in the rain one time last year. I walk. It was in. I was walking in in the dark, and it was thunderstorming. And I'm walking through this field, lightning all around me. I'm like, I'm gonna freaking die. (laughs) I get up in the tree and it's windy as hell, and I got wet pretty quick because it was blowing, <laughs> and I was like, "This was stupid." I got, but I got. you know, like a, a nice steady rain or yeah. whatever, I'm I'm okay with those. I I got a
2: I got a funny rain story. So it, I was actually up north. It was one of the weekends that I went up there. We had to get some work done. The landowner couldn't do it, so I was like, "I can do that," and it wasn't much, but. It was just some brush cutting or whatever. So I took the. It was must have been a Saturday. I woke up real early. I went hunting in the morning, in the afternoon. I did the work that I would not want to do, and then I was going to hunt that evening. Got to be that evening. You know, there's is spotty service, so I wasn't really paying attention to the weather. I get in my stand, and all of a sudden I just look at this guy. I'm like, no way, the sun's setting yet. It just gets dark <laughs> real fast, real fast. And all of a sudden the wind kicks up, and I'm like okay we'll just we'll wait here for a second and just see what happens all of a sudden wind picks up really bad so i'm like okay i gotta get out of this tree this is just <laughs> this is not safe at this point point. and so i get down and i'm i'm in the timber and i work my way out and we're in this uh it's a drainage and i work my way out and i look up and i'm like holy crap and it, as soon as i look, i'm i'm probably i'm a few hundred yards away from my truck like a good clip and all that. So I start walking and then it begins to hail on me. <laughs> it's pissing down rain so bad. I, by the time I get to my truck, I'm soaking wet. It was, pro- if I had to guess probably 50 mile an hour winds. So I'm like, okay, well my hunt's over. I get up there. I I had to open the gate. I couldn't close the gate because the winds were blowing so fast that there was, it was a double gate. And so if I grabbed one, the other one would blow away. It, it was a mess, but oh my gosh, that was the only time I was like so worried about hunting. It, it was nuts.
0: That's funny, dude. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> well, let's put a bow on this one. Yeah. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed today's episode. We, uh, we thought it was a cool little topic to kind of talk about time management, and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, think about that with yourself. Think about that when your own in your own lives, where you are in your lives. You know, if you've got kids, do you not have kids? Um, you know, hopefully you're one of those folks that gets to hunt any chance they get. Yeah. But I promise you, a lot of people out there are not one of those people. You know, yeah. they got to think about other things they got going on. Yep. And uh, you know, listening to us bull crap for an hour might help you out. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would just think that a new hunter.
2: Like let's say you're you're married, got kids already, and then you start getting into hunting, that would probably be the hardest situation to be in. I agree, you know. And there's
0: there's a lot of those folks. Yeah, and
2: there's a lot out there. So I mean, obviously we can't speak to that experience, but I mean that that to me that would just hopefully you got an understanding spouse that you know
0: understands your passions. So yeah. All right. Before we get off, do you have a dad joke? Was a duck hunter's favorite snack.
1: Quacker. Cheese and quackers. <laughs> Cheese and quackers. <laughs>
0: All right. Just I mean, I'll, I'll take do it. Be- I'll take do, it. Do better next <laughs> Do better next time. He's about to fall asleep. I he am getting tired, man. Yep. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. We'll talk to y'all later. See you.